and welcome to Respect Dance Fest Weekly with me, Mikaya, and my co-host, Brandy Beasley. What's up, y'all? Hey, so um, I have... Oh, nice, nice. Oh, wow, that's pretty. I know, I have my blue sweatshirt. I should have worn my blue sweatshirt because it has them on there too, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, this is this is Hilti and Bosch, and this is our poster this year. Uh, it's pretty fly. Uh, yeah, so um, we're you. You know, we've already spoken about the fact that you're a prophet, and last year during Respect Podcast, you proclaimed and willed it to be so. She is a priestess that we will be back this year at the Palace of Fine Arts. Which we are. Which we are, yes. Technically. Live watch party, yes. Oh, that's going to be so much fun, just being back together, um, watching all of this, like, just wonderfully curated, groundbreaking hip-hop. Y'all got to come be there. So uh, get your tickets. Get them. So what we're referring to is, well, you know, not an actual live show like usual, but we're all going to sit in the theater at the Palace of Fine Arts and watch the show on the big screen um, on Sunday, the 21st of November at 4 p.m. And then afterwards, we're going to just saunter into the lobby where there will be food, performances, DJ Cool Raul and surprises and lots of love. A lot of love. So for those of you who are here in the Bay Area and you want some of those feels from days gone by and just uh, want to be in a very safe, you know, we all need that because of COVID and a very life-giving experience, this is going to be it. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be so good. Now, if you're not in the Bay Area, of course, you can get a ticket and watch it at home. And we understand, and that's all good. I've officially seen the entire, all six pieces now, as of today. And let me tell you, I'm like salivating. (laughs) I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Mm, Yum, yum. It's funny, you talked about sauntering. We're going to saunter into the lobby. And I just like imagine myself, you know, I, I know that place. It's like, you know, just it's a home you go back to every year. And so I'm like, oh, I get to walk into that big lobby and be on the carpet. And then, yeah, I'm so ready for this. So, so ready for this. Yeah. So folks, you know, you got to be vaccinated, you know, so um, I think ages 12 and up, anybody who's vaccinated, vaccinated, as I say, vaccinated, masculinated, <laughs> jump on over and, and hang out with all of us and, 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 and the performers that are coming that are in the Bay Area and um, take a piece of this one of a kind moment, because next year, Girl, next year, we're going to be back full force, full force. I mean, just like feeling the bass in your chest and, you know, all the, like you said, all the feels, all, all the feels. We're going to get some of the feels this year, but next year, we'll, oh, it's going to be all the feels back. Oh my gosh. Honey, I'm going to have to get like fireworks and airplanes and balloons and bunnies and rainbows, everything, lollipops for everyone. Champagne. 
Okay, see, you're grown. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, so let's move into this, become so excited. One of my favorite people, one of my favorite artistic directors, choreographers, dancers, people, introduce her, please. Yeah. So it's funny too, because talking about the big screen at the palace, I, I feel like Versastyle, which I'm going to introduce, was like the first dance company to like take full like use of that and put it into their piece. So founded by Jackie Lopez and Lee Fawad, Versastyle is a dance ensemble of conscientious artists representing the diversity and beautiful complexity of Los Angeles. And they create these high energy pieces that fuse dances that are culturally significant to their community. And, you know, if it's a dance related to the Latin American or African diasporas, Versastyle is representing it. So I'm getting chills and I'm ecstatic to have Jackie Lopez with us today, AKA Miss Funk. Uh, and we get to see Versastyle at work in this clip. Welcome, Jackie. Hello, ladies. Hi, Hi. how are you, Brandy? How are you, Mikaya? It's good to see you, ladies, through the screen. Hopefully, it's the last time through the screen. I can't wait in person. <laughs> So we missing, we're missing Lee, but we're yes. happy you're here with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Lee had another gig <laughs> and I'm like, do it. You know, I could take over. This is not a problem. So right. make it happen. Sometimes that's the good thing about being co-directors. We could show up in multiple places sometimes. So mm -hmm. yeah, I need to clone myself and, and try that. <laughs> right. I'm blessed. <laughs> It's, it's good. Well, anyway, I want to start by asking you, what R word did Versastyle choose for your piece in the 23rd Annual San Francisco International Hip Hop Dance Fest? And why did you choose that word? Uh, we chose the word rebirth. And uh, it was just really significant in this time that we're living, right? I was in conversation with you, Micaiah. You were so kind and like engaged. And that's what I love about you. You're invested with all your artists and you want to have that conversation, which is so needed. I think the pandemic has done that even further where people are really, you know, breaking bread and unpacking feelings and emotions and things that are going on in our world. Uh, but rebirth to us just felt very, very close to some of the work we're already uh, working on. So we just had a premiere here in Los Angeles at the Ford Amphitheater last week. Actually, it was our first live performance. And uh, we ended up um, working on things that we have been dealing with the pandemic as a whole. And Rebirth just feels like the transformation of that experience. And now we're here showing up as ourselves, but different versions of ourselves because of everything that's going on. So when I heard the word rebirth, I'm like, yes, I love that. I want to like unpack that even further. And we have, but to be able to still get creative, choreograph, have dancers that are open-minded with a heart and, and mind, right? And show up and trust the process to then 
hopefully, you know, heal and get a sense of transformation within the journey, even within themselves, uh, was just a beautiful experience. So we did the best we can in that space. You know, it wasn't the theater, but we made it happen with lights and camera and dancers and folks after a pretty, you know, rigorous process. Yes, you did, indeed. Yeah, so I think like, <laughs> I feel like every podcast I'm like, you know, having to do this because just all of the power in all of these pieces. And Jackie, you kind of started talking about, you know, the piece and the process and the dancers. And so I want you to go more into that and tell us about, you know, so you got your R word and you kind of had all this stuff come up and then you started creating. So tell us about how the piece came about. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lee and I, we make an excellent team. As everyone knows, Lee is uh, also the artistic director. Uh, we both like to collaborate a lot in these ideas. He's really big on the choreograph, you know, the choreographic process. I'm very big on the gestures and storytelling and narrative. And then you put us together and then like we just mesh something great. Uh, but yeah, just playing just with gestures and feelings and emotions, asking the dancers questions. This is one of the first times where we really, really slowed down because there's always like a gig in process, right? But we're like, okay, we're in pandemic, we're in Zoom, how can we get creative? And we were able to ask questions, deep questions, something even as deep as if today was your last day on earth, what would you do? You know, and it's unpacking deep stuff. And they're adults, they're young adults now. There's a lot now, you know, that they were able to deliver in deep emotional ways from their own family experiences and the traumas that happen within our families to also their experiences of people of color in society and what's going on right now. So I was actually very, uh, I was blown away by their honesty, but it doesn't just happen, it's twofold. I think the honesty shows up because Lee and I have created a, sa a safe space for them to show up and be themselves. So in that sense, I'm just completely proud of our dance company. We're also very unique in ways where the turnaround of dancers is not that much. We really stick with our troupe, you know? So I feel it's more than a company, it's a family dynamic. Therefore, we're able to tap into deep conversations and bring up the word rebirth and what that means. I think in many ways, once we, we unpack, it feels like a rebirth experience because you let all those things go in that moment at least and it just feels good to talk and connect. Because when you least expect it, you realize we're all feeling the same. So that was part of our process, engaging in conversations and writing. So then to be able to perform it and put something together is something special to us. Uh, we would have done the whole hour, Micaiah, you know, but she gave us <laughs> a limited time. But that's the beauty of how we could keep unpacking, right? Um, art, the dance and this artistry is something we take very seriously. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, besides being powerful, it's so joyful. And, and it's just something that I don't know if, if going into it, did you realize it was going to be so joyful or did that kind of come later? I think it came in the process. You know, Lee and I like to take people on a ride. So the, the piece starts in a more intimate sense where you get to see dancers more intimately and they're playing with gestures and their hands and their fingers and all these things mean something, right? Within space. Then from there, that journey is never linear, right? Rebirth transformation is not just this way. It's like this whole, I can't help, I'm a dancer, so I'm already doing movements, but uh, 
it just, it's in and out of emotions and feelings and space and exploring space and, and even exploring each other. Though we know each other so well, we don't because we need to really slow down and hear these situations so then we could have each other's back and hold space for each other as well. So yeah, I hope I'm, you know, being clear. I'm getting passionate about the work here. <laughs> Girl, you got me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just, uh, I can't wait to see the piece and just, you know, having had the experience of being in Soul Force, when you talk about that safe space and people unpacking and, you know, you, you know each other, but then you kind of over time can get to these deeper levels or, you know, I remember being in rehearsal and just like losing it, you know, and like <laughs> flipping my lid and people making that space for me and being like, all right, cool. You know, Brandy's, she needs to do that and it's yeah. okay. You know, and then the next rehearsal, it's like, you know, you okay? All right, cool. Let's get to it. So um, you're, you're touching me. Oh, no, that's real. I mean, for them to even hold space for you or us as leaders and facilitators, it's important. You know, even in that sense, when we work, I try to like work from a, a perspective, a horizontal perspective, like we're all equal. We're all here. We're, we're here to work hard and connect with something that's so deep. Dance is just so deep. As artists, we're already unique and different people. We're already in our feelings and our emotions and vulnerability, right? So, but no, Rebirth just gave that, that sense, that sense of like tapping into something new, engaging into something new. I think 2021, going in 2022 is a rebirth. Pandemic flipped everything up, you know? So, uh, but I think it was needed. As hard as it was, me personally, I needed that downtime. I needed to get dark. I needed to cry. I needed to unpack myself. And then how could I then show up for my dancers and be there for them? And now people I think are listening in very unique ways. And we're lucky we're in California too. So this could get very political on a whole other level, which I don't even want to tap into, you know, <laughs> but it's real. It goes hand in hand. So, you know, hopefully this, you know, piece um, inspires folks of, you know, the possibilities. I don't say we have the answers, but we at least hopefully could give people hope to get up the next day at least the next day, you know? Well, that's the thing about us as choreographers is that we, we do what we do to create the story, to create the energy, the cellular energy of what we're doing. But we're, for me, and I think for you as well, we're not ever force feeding people to be like, this is what you got to come up with by seeing this. You need to have this idea or come out with this. And a lot of times, People come up with their own answers or their own thoughts that we didn't even think about. And that's the beauty of this and the power of it, which is I've been thinking a lot of, lately about just the word dance and how I don't feel like that word is enough sometimes of what we do. And I know that Bird Gang uses the word movement architects. And um, then I, I saw this quote the other day, uh, uh, Bill T. Jones saying he doesn't like that word dance anymore because it associates with little girls in pink tights and he then he went off to go into like a person who's like so artistically and I was like yeah we gotta we have to somehow like elevate what either that word is or bring more vocabulary to what that means because it's just too it's too much uh it's too vague at this point and I don't think it has the sophistication that it deserves. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, I've, I, I identify as a, as a, you know, dance artivist, 
you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm an artist and activist all in one, you know, and I have to be as a woman of color, as a first generation Latina who comes from immigrant parents and worked so hard for me to have what I have today. And it did not come easy, right? So even me sharing that, there's an activist perspective of sharing that narrative and story. And yeah, I agree with the whole architect and the whole intelligence that goes behind it because it's a whole other brain that only artists could understand. So it could be a lot deeper and how could we keep educating folks about that? And that's the beauty about you, Makai, and these festivals as to why we even love coming back. The goal is that we always get at least, you know, 10% new audience. Who are those 10%? And from that 10% is that 1% maybe funder or person that is inspired by the possibilities, you know? And it happens. It's just, they need to show up to the space. Unfortunately, Micaiah and all of us, we're also fighting against this media that exists and portrays dance in a way that's very, very now shallow to an extent, not at all to diss on what's going on with the social media and TikTok and all that, but people's attention span is just shrinking by the day due to social media. It brought such a gift because during this pandemic, we wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't have survived in many ways, but um I think people just create these narratives of what they think dance is because dance has become very popular in, in these uh, social platforms. So then for them to go outside of that and to know that there's people that are really doing research, investigating, really, you know, traveling or literally portraying their life experiences, there's like no price to that. So I'm grateful for any festival, any production, because I know how much work it takes, you know. And then with you as a woman, even a calling for women to leadership and what we need. So then the young women are reminded of the possibilities too. So I get really deep in that way, but it's all connected. And that's my job is to inspire the next generation, especially the people of color, the black and brown folks need more elevation, more of these stories. So they could hopefully, you know, again, get up the next day. And that's what happened with me personally with work that I would see. So how could I portray that onto others? So thank you for the opportunity. Mm, yes. Ooh, yeah. Like right. everything, amen to everything. <laughs> All of that that you just said. And I mean, like, I feel like I, I clinched so hard on to the respectability of this festival for 23 years of just like making really calculated decisions of how I want these artists to you artists to be seen and upheld you know because there's that word hip-hop and there's so much like shallowness that might be equated to that like I'm constantly you know feeling like no you know this is where we're at come on up come on up and respect them and honor them yeah you're definitely a testament to that you're always giving space to dancers and it always feels like a reunion when we come to San Francisco Hip Hop Festival to see all these folks internationally and nationally and our neighbors, right? I don't, that's so much hard work and forever props to you, Micaiah, for even doing that because it's ignited so much inspiration for me as a woman and the work I do here in Los Angeles, you know? So I, I, I love the community we've built. It didn't come easy. It takes work. And that's what people need to know. People talk about community. It's just a word now. We want to build community, but uh, it's more than just that. It's so much hard work, humility, time, vulnerability, things and qualities I've experienced with you and a lot of folks that are doing great work. So, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, um, 
I, I love, love, love to see what artists are doing. I love to see what stories or what things that they have to say. So it's definitely 23 years of labor of love in this case, you know, it's not easy, but obviously I'm not in it for the, you know, whatever it is people think you would be in it for, you know, <laughs> this, this is the dad's best office slash my home. <laughs> old ass uh honda whatever you call it but anyway what i was gonna ask i wanted to because you mentioned it earlier about uh the, the what you just finished with versus styles project um what else is going on in versus style past recent upcoming uh you know i we've been blessed we've been blessed i'm just so happy we're here still after the pandemic you know i'm indoors closed right especially nonprofit sector uh, I'm just blessed to know that we have supporters and folks that just believe in our mission and that I have a company that wants to work hard to make it happen. It's not just me. I have an amazing administrative team now who are also the dancer and artists and they invest in ways that's needed. And that's part of like my work and pipeline that I want to educate folks on how both are so interconnected. You know, being just an artist is really, really hard. So I think if you have that administrative hat, more things are able to happen. But yeah, like I said, we did premiere for the first time. We were presented by the LA Philharmonic and we were presented by them to perform at the LA, at the Ford Amphitheater in Hollywood. And that was last week. It was epic. The, the name of our newest production is, name, is called Free Mind, Free Style. Uh, just going into deep, digging deep on the freedom and free, and free mind and what that means. And it felt like a reunion. Rennie Harris flew in. Um, I had Buddha Stretch all the way from New York fly in. Michelle from Ladies of Hip Hop flew in. I mean, I had an incredible reunion of folks come and were just like blown away. And in the midst of that, uh, the reason that was also a big deal is because it's the first time Versa Style Dance Company were finally the grant recipients for the NIFA grant, the National Dance Project Touring Grant. NIFA for the National... Uh, what is it called? Wow, I just went blank right now. National NIFA. Wow. I do so many, I'm forgetting now. Was it the National? No, that's an e National Endowment for the Arts? No? No, no. No, no, no. I know. It's similar. Similar. But I know it's the National uh, Dance Project Touring Grant where we're they were able to provide us money for the process and creation of Free Mind Freestyle. And we also get incentives to now work with other folks that want to present us and they're able to get some money as well to tour. It's the first time we get this grant. It's a big deal. And once we, I know it's going to open doors. So we're actually going to be performing at our next big performance is at Whitebird in Portland, Oregon. We're really excited for that. And um, just ready for the live performances, you know? So that's best 2022 then. Oh, we're totally going to be there. We're already applying. I mean, we always apply, but I already want, I want to book our 2022 as much as possible. It's time. We, yeah. We've been patient and I'm really excited for this new production. And Rebirth is actually a part of this production now because of the work Micaiah asked us to do. I'm like, wait, this could be here now. And it's again, everything is interconnected. You know, it's not separate. It can't be. As artists, I feel we need to find a way to, leverage the work and make it work in every aspect so you'll you'll see one day if you see the whole show Makai you'll be like oh I did I, I know that that part <laughs> so that's what I'm like super excited about 
Yeah, I mean, yesterday I saw the first draft of my piece for the festival, it's called Resuscitation. And um, I, I thought, oh my God, I've got to put this in something, you know, like film fest, dance film festival or something because it's a really cool piece, you know, I'm not tuning my own horn. It was a big collaboration between the editor and the dancers and myself. But, um, you know, it does, when you do create it, it, it does make you want to feel like, what else can I do with this or even expand it? Exactly, exactly. So that's what we did too. So towards the end of our Free Mind Freestyle production, one of the pieces is called Rebirth. I mean, it's that simple. It was like connected. It was meant to be too. There's no coincidence. I'm very big on like everything happens exactly how it's supposed to unfold. And we had this big experience and I'm like, wait, we need this piece now here. This fits here, you know? So it's been beautiful. And I'm just grateful for these opportunities, um, Akaya, that artists like you provide for artists, you know, at the end of the day, these artists want to make a living or some kind of living, right? So to be able to get any kind of commission or support in any way, I think is a, a blessing, especially in these times, like I said. So hopefully these times stop. We need to start picking it up again and the fruits need to come and create full circle of opportunities for everyone. So. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm having so many feels. I mean, I'm just like, my brain is like, oh, and then maybe we can have like, you know, you said dance film festival, Makaya. I'm like, hell yeah, dance film festival. <laughs> How's it going to work? And then Makaya and I have been like, oh, you know, talking about, I think, uh, shows we can go to. I'm so ready to just go everywhere and go to, to dance festivals and you know, Jackie, you're talking about, you know, especially, you know, brown and, and, and black people needing to like lift each other up and see each other doing the work. Um, so many thoughts and it, and it, it uh, you know, last time we interviewed you, we talked about, you know, community and you've already brought that up again, right? Because that is just you, it is who you are. And for a lot of artists, I think it's who they are, where they come from. And it's, it's just something that's a part of you. And you also, we talked about creating legacy you know, that lives on that, that next generation picks up. So, you know, for up and coming dance companies, what advice would you have for them in terms of like building and then, you know, building that legacy. So it's there for the next generation. And of course, you know, making sure the next generation knows that it's there for them to then, you know, take on. Uh, some of the advice, I mean, uh, an advice I would say is definitely like, look at your immediate team and, and do like mini retreats <laughs> where you could really investigate and go deep on your mission and the goals and the overall sake of the company, you know, because folks come in and they have their own agenda at times. And unfortunately, many dancers mindset is very limited in a sense of opportunities. So I think if you could like get your leadership team or administrative team together to talk about like the goals, where do we want to be in a year? to five or 10, what do you think this could take us to? I think those are things that dancers tend or artists as a whole tend to skip over. It's just jumping on every opportunity that comes their way and this is what it is in this hustle. When I feel there's really ways to create strategic plans to hopefully sustain the livelihood and life of the company as a whole, you know? And I am only sharing this based on my own experiences. I felt we've gotten it together because we have meetings where we really come with plans. Do we want to be a community arts organization or do we want to be a dance company? Those are two separate things. Oh, we want to do both. If we want to do both, how do we do both then? Because it's more work. 
the community aspect of a nonprofit organization, it's kicked our butt, excuse my language in many ways. It's so much work, right? But these festivals and battles and events and curating our own festival, it's, it's meaningful and with a lot of work, but it took a lot of planning and backhand. And in the midst of that, know that we're doing all this community work while also we're trying to attend conferences so that we could get booked to be a dance touring company. Like to even break that down to my dancers, I realized I had to get it together. Like, okay, it's twofold. This is, these are two things. Let's talk about it. Let's educate ourselves on how they're so different yet aligned. And if we want to make both happen, what are the goals for each? And I feel like when we do that and I started engaging the team, they were like, oh, well, I didn't know that. I just didn't think of it that way. So it's just these conversations again. And, and now I'm at that point in my career where it's really about, you know, educating folks on creating this essence of how it, what it takes to run a company from personnel, employees, folks in it, the business aspect, which is a whole other machine too. So again, dancers, artists, opportunity, opportunity. I want to go on that tour. I want to do this. I want to do that. I, want, I can't do that because I have this gig now, miss. And it's like, mm, no, that's not good. It's like, there's networking. The dance world is this small. I want to feel I'm at a point where Micaiah needs, you know, an opinion on certain things or experiences or people that we could create a hub as leaders to also share that information. Because if it's created damage on that end, how is it going to be different for me if I'm not communicating with Micaiah? You know, I'm just giving examples. So hubs, communication, honesty, professionalism, you know, these are all things that I feel have really blessed me and I to ways that, yeah, I'm in my early 40s and I'm still dancing and I'm proud of that, you know, super, super proud of that. But I've had some great mentors till this day. Anything's wrong with the company. The first person I call is Rennie Harris. And then I realized, Rennie Harris, you should be part of our advisory board. I'm building an advisory board. Legally, I have to have a board, but now I want an advisory board because I need folks that know how to do the work in ways that understand it, right? Then I call Buddha stretch. Then I just start just making these connections. So as you can see, I get really passionate about that too, but it's such another level that folks think versus style and that's it. It just happened. No, it took tears, sweat, work, strategic plans, retreats, being broke, getting money again and being broke again. It's like a journey, but it, with planning and support and love and patience and honesty, because honesty is key. It's just how you say things I've learned. Um, I think a lot could happen. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get passionate about that stuff now. Like I, te I teach at UCLA and I've been teaching, you know, technique dance and building the hip hop curriculum in the UCLA dance department going into 10 years now. But now I'm at a point where I'm like educating my dancers about these grants or these other, it's just so much more than just dance and choreography. That's a great lens. But if you don't have the other lens of administrative work or knowledge of resources and people that are doing work, yeah. it just is shorthand, you know? And my last advice, I always tell people this or young dancers, stop trying to create something new and out of scratch, like you, you're inventing something new. Trust me, it's been done before. Go work for organizations and folks that are doing the work, volunteer or do it for whatever, you know, compensation you feel you deserve and learn what it takes. Create that job description, 
created to the essence where you then could create the position for future opportunities. You know, I feel like people always want like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, then how about you go do it with other organizations that are already doing that work so you get that experience and really know if you really want to do it. <laughs> so that's another like big thing. I feel like people just want to just want to get to the top and it's not that easy. It's a journey. It's a journey. And I'm literally being like up and down, up and down. So yeah. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Girl, because I know you could keep going. We could, I mean, just uh, it, there's so much. There's so much. There is. There is. It's it's so many gems of wisdom that you just dropped on everyone. So hopefully. Anyone who's watching and could take notes and you can rewind and watch and listen and listen again, because these are drops of, of, of jewels of wisdom that you can really take. This is really important stuff. Um, and, you know, I know you're dealing with LA dancers, which is <laughs> a whole nother thing. I was just talking to Harry and Lee. Harry is also a dancer in our company, Full Out tall white boy he's from the bay santa cruz love that guy and hair and lee we were having like dinner and we were literally talking and harry's like there's such a thing in our resume that we should add it's called personality management because that is even like its own machine if you're working in community you're dealing with so many personalities that's so much hard work everybody thinks differently you know so I share that because it's all connected, like I said, and it just it inspires me. And it's funny at the same time and not funny, right? But there's no way we got to 17 years with a lot of heartbreak and a lot of tears, but yet a lot of joy, you know, especially as a Latina woman. People need to know it wasn't easy. So yes, that was that's beautiful. Look, today was outstanding. Um, anyone who hasn't bought their tickets to the 23rd annual San Francisco International Hip Hop Dance Fest. Go to sfhiphopdancefest.com. Get your tickets to either the watch party, which we implore you because we miss you and we want to see you at a safe distance. And if you are from somewhere else or you just don't want to get out of bed that day, get your ticket on at the SF Hip Hop Dance Fest dot com as well we want to thank uh i want to thank my co-host brandy because you know you're such the heart and soul of this like i mean like every time i look at you just like feel all the feels and you get misty and i love you for that so i love you thank you for being the best co-host and jackie once again i adore you we appreciate you and everyone please tune into the dance fest this year to appreciate and enjoy their piece by versa style dance company called Rebirth. Until next time, be well, take care of yourself, and love and much respect. Bye-bye.